1: to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Nefaro, seen only here, live from Rockstar Studios, out of Huntington, New York, from Village Connection Radio. Welcome to a special Sunday edition, running a little late, but we got our act together. At the board is none other than owner, Mr. Jim Savali. Jim?
2: What up, what up? Sorry for the delay.
1: And to the right is my partner, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you? Good morning, everybody, back again. And our honored guest on the couch is none other than Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Brutus, Ooh. thank you for joining us. What's up? I want to give a quick shout out to the Monty Nefaro the theme song from Aqua Cherry, straight to the top. And to remind everybody, we've this is the first leg of a massive tour of many famous individuals mm of uh, of WWE and pro wrestling, uh, J.J. McGuire will be in house, Hillbilly, Jim, Glow's Hollywood, Buff Bagwell, Road Warrior, Animal, but none more important than Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> Brutus, real quick before we let, uh, turn you over to the Pharaoh, um, Cutting and Strutting, your book, how's it doing?
2: It's doing well. Um, you know, we didn't, Expected to be on the number one bestsellers list. Uh, It was just it was a shot in the dark. Something I've been working on for a long time. A Guy named Kenny Casanova had uh, contacted me and then uh, volunteered some help. And I mean, he jumped in uh, with his help. And and my wife, we we got it together from literally from nothing to you know being out within like eight months or something. I mean, it went so fast. I'd been working on it. Uh, with a nice guy named uh, Scott Epstein. And, and he <laughs> just like had a tragic car accident right here in Long Island mm. and, and died three or four days before Christmas a few years ago. Him and I had been working on it and, and all my research died with him. Wow. And it's like, it was a real mystery how, how you can crash a giant SUV in a neighborhood you know, okay, snow and ice, granted, we've all driven in it. How can you crash a big Escalade SUV going 35 miles an hour and die? Mm. Wow. Mm. So something kabuki-ish, yeah. uh, I feel, was, was, was going on there, but I never, never really got to find out. Me. But Anyway, the book did go on. And uh, no, I'm quite proud of it, actually. It it's came out exceptionally well. Great stories, great uh, great times, good, positive book. Kids could read, you could read it to your kid because there's nothing bad in it, you know, it's just,
1: it's a happy So cutting and it's a happy you book, recommend you know, it as a, like a bedtime
2: story for your kids? You know, yeah, I mean, uh, it, <laughs> you'll probably give them some nightmares, <laughs> but uh, but you, really, you get a good laugh out of it. And it's, you know, I, I didn't use my book to try to knock anybody or, you know, say bad shit about people and run them down and everything. They, they they can take care of that themselves right. you know that those, those people know who they are they write books and try to make themselves feel better by putting other people down and you know that's that's not that's not my book's way you know it's it's about having fun enjoying right. you know a, an unbelievable 41 year run in the ring you know and being associated with the business now and i like i like i love the business you know i'm one, one of those guys you know that's you know, real sour grapes, and you know, har- horrified to, to talk about it now. You know, it was, it was great to me, and and I, you know, enjoyed every minute of it. Traveling the world, meeting, you know, gazillions of people. This was a mind fact. Just tell me to shut up if I start no, rambling. Please, my wife, by all means. My wife starts saying, Always says, uh-huh. "You're rambling. Uh-huh. You're rambling. Uh-huh. Shut the fuck up. Listen to me. Listen." And, uh, but when you calculate the CBS called me fears years back, and they were doing research on the first WrestleMania and then subsequent, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, building up to that, you know, and asking about how much how much we were working, how many times a, a week were you wrestling, how many t- times a month, how many times a year, and I went back to some of my old log books and stuff for us keeping track. And between the television tapings every, what, two to three weeks that we were doing, we wrestled. Uh, four times a day, so that's eight times in two days, and then you wrestle once a, once a day every, all the rest of the week. Unless, of course, you were in a time period where we were doing matinees on Saturdays and Sundays, so you worked twice on those days. So, And if you were an upper card guy or a feature guy, which I was pretty much, then they used to hold you over for the television tables to wrestle the last match of the night to try to keep the people. So you could mm-hmm. be wrestling ten times in those two days, I came up with about 500 times. I wrestled in 1984, wow. 95, 85, 86, 87, give or take, 88, 89, and into 90. Still keeping up that pace. That's a lot of matches. Sure. A- a- incredible. Was it worth it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was. A lot. It was. It was great. Who'd have thought all those years great back time.
0: that it would have led to a book? <laughs> you, your life's been
1: a book. It's pretty cool. It's
2: pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So, let me ask you: Why did you get into professional wrestling?
2: Uh, I kind of got dragged into it, you might say. Um, not it wasn't my first choice, or never even came into my mind about being a wrestler. Um, my father's a musician. Mm. I, wish, I almost wish I'd followed his uh, his lead, but I, I, I was a sports guy, I played baseball, and was good at it. Um, you know, with my stature, I think I could have been one hell of a baseball player. You know, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, and... 260. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the long, you bo- hit, you the long hit that- ball. hit long ball. Well, you
0: would have clearly hit the pitch that Chapman threw. Oh, sorry. So, but, uh, I had to go there. Wait.
2: The young man you guys probably heard of, his name's Hulk Hogan, grew up in the same neighborhood, basically I did. And my, our families are... Uh, I have sisters and brothers, and we all went to the same high school, came up, and I used to see see him at the beach. and He was a musician too. He actually worked under my father. My father was president of musicians' union in Florida. Basically, his whole life he was a sax player, (laughs) and uh, and a tremendous sax player. And we, you know, bounced off each other, and then wound up working out at the same gym and. Started working out with him and some, of his, you know, his buddies. He's about three, four years older than I am, so he's, right. you know, was a little ahead of me. Here's a music question I have to. Hogan was a bass player, right? Bass player. Rank him.
0: How how good was he? I'm just curious. Like, was he a good player? Uh, I want to know. Yeah,
1: I do. I want to know. I want to know if he could play the bass well. I, can I, well. Can I rank him for you? I,
2: Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was he? Oh, I heard him step Clear on stage up. with with. I mean, was he Gene Simmons? He certainly quality, wasn't Geddy Lee. Was Go on. Quite, quite a few bands th- throughout the years and kept okay. on stage, and then and, and uh, <laughs> hadn't picked up a guitar in a long time. And okay. Was right. Was right there. I mean, unless he turned <clears throat> his amp off. He was something. serviceable. <laughs> That's what I
0: wanted to know. <laughs> he unless he, he had his like, amp off. Looked like he's he was doing it. He looked good.
1: He looked good. Oh, That's all that matters, right? And then you're not going to tell like a six eight guy that he's playing the bass <laughs> shitty. You <know? laughs> yeah. uh, you're not. Uh, not a good idea. Really uh i want to jump into hogan real quick yeah where where did the heat come between you guys were you were you upset over linda hogan's comments about you and hulk uh on that radio show
2: yeah i went to uh geez where was it cbs nbc and studios in chicago they flew me in especially just to make a comment about that and talk about it so yeah I, i was pretty upset um
1: I mean, I imagine you had a relationship with Linda, right? Because you, probably you guys used to hang out a little bit with each other and for her to do
2: that. I didn't really hang out with her, but because we were, my family, his family were together for so, so many years. And, and uh, you know, I was there when his kids were born, when his daughter was born. I'm looking through the hospital, you know, through the window of the thing with him, and he, they bring her brook out and set her in the basement. Her head's at one end, her feet are at the other end. She was 11-pound-something baby. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're looking, and he goes, Rudis, <laughs> she's gonna be a freak. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Bro, don't worry about it. She's healthy, it's all good, you know. And She's a big she's, baby. Turned show. out to be a big, beautiful, you know, you talented kid. Wow. You know?
0: Is it all right if I throw in a wrestling question? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Are you sure? I'm sorry. You know? Oh, okay. He's the wrestling guy. Yeah, I'm a bit of a you know, <laughs> wrestling nerd. How about, how'd you get signed by the WWE? How's that all started? Was it basically Hogan or uh, where's that all come
2: from? Well, it's, it's a long story. We, Him and I started in 76, late 76, uh, down in Florida and worked several territories. All my wrestlers, I never worked or uh, went to a school. He went to a a camp in Tampa. It was run by Eddie Graham and the 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 business there, and they had a Japanese guy who was a bronze, silver medalist or something. His name was Hiro Matsuda, mm. and he trained he you know trained their guys and made kind of made the decision yes or no and whether they're gonna. He came in, you know, the long hair and the tan and the thing, and 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 that wasn't Eddie Graham's. You know, was a, a wrestler with a more. Amateur style and greco Roman if anybody has a remote idea what that is um, First day in they took him in We used to work out in a little building that with the Sun down there in the daytime it was probably hundred and ten at least You know with one little fan about this big and they exercised him for like two three hours And when his tongue was hanging out to here, mm-hmm. they sent him in the ring with hero Matsuda And then first thing the guy did was take him down and break his arm break his leg Wow
1: now, are you there watching this? <laughs> no, I, would, I wouldn't. Okay. Have.
2: And uh, it was kind of before we really became better friends, and then uh, accidental so, or on purpose? No, on purpose. Took right down. On purpose. That was their way of saying we don't oh. want wow. you.
1: Wow. Oh. So at this, so when he, when you guys hook up and you start to become a professional wrestler, aren't you like you must have heard this story? You must be like, I am getting my leg broken. This well, is I, I, knew,
2: I knew the story. We went off of, to Cocoa Beach, Florida, and ran a bar with a guy. Uh, over there, which was a blast. Mm. Yeah. Steppenwolf yeah. used to come in and play. Really? Oh, oh, man. It was, it was called the Anchor Club right on Cocoa Beach. God uh, damn the pusher. I worked the door, yeah. he worked inside. Uh, we spent like 14 months, six days a week in the gym, twice a day to get big and, and, and ready. You know, because I mean, basically the mess- message was when he, he went to the wrestling at you know, 6'6", six, six, uh, 255, 260, you know, that wasn't going to work. Mm. We realized that if our best chance is going to be to just be as monstrous as we possibly could right. and be noticed, you know, and so people would take notice. So we'd spent that time wisely. Um, didn't have a drink of alcohol. And man, did we work out and, and eat like pigs, just as we ate everything we could find. By the end of the time, it was, it was over. He was about 335 pounds, mm. with a legitimate 23-inch arm, and I went from about 100 and I graduated high school about 165, 170, thin, you know, six, six foot, six one. Actually, all that working out made me, right, you look, know, look, grow. You're a huge, you're I a went, huge guy then. You're a huge guy I now. Went to but how, much, how much
1: gas were you guys taking?
2: All we could get.
0: I love It honesty. wasn't
2: illegal. I had, a, I had a regular doctor. I saw all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of guys dead now. <laughs> of course, they abused steroids for years and years, but they didn't monitor. They weren't monitored. They didn't use their heads. Mm. You know, they didn't take safety precautions and go on a cycle on and off. I don't know what. Wasn't illegal, right. so you know it was, it was the only way. A hundred and seventy-pound guy was going to be able to get that sure. size I needed to to, to participate with four or five hundred-pound guys.
1: What's What's funny when we have uh, the other wrestlers in, right? It seems that they're okay with talking about all the cocaine they might have done <laughs> or everything else. But when you bring up steroids, it's like ah. Oh, no. Right. I never touched that. Some do react that way. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, it's yeah. almost like taboo. So, you know, I, and again, I don't... You, look, you're trying to get into a profession where you have to be huge. Yeah. You know, right?
2: Series doesn't make you hit a curveball. That's right. Series, series doesn't make you run a, you know, a nine flat hundred, you know, but it might... It, with with enough hard work mm-hmm. and using your head hmm. makes things possible. That may, wouldn't, wouldn't normally be possible, maybe. That's right. You know, and... You know unfortunately a lot of my friends aren't here today because yeah. you know and it, the cocaine and the opioids is what really killed everybody right. yeah. i mean i got 25 30 guys that i wow. that i knew well they're all dead exactly for that reason wow. most of them steroids didn't really have anything to do with it mm. wow. you know i mean steroids on the uh, really if you know anything about steroids and and and, and growth hormone and all that stuff it, the the medical community Gets great benefits from it when it's used properly. Great benefits. Mm-hmm. People benefit all over the country every day. In hospitals, are giving kids to old people steroids and different derivatives of them. They say it saves lives. It's only when you know, it's like put put a crazy man in a car, and what can happen? He can run down twenty five people on the sidewalk.
1: Look, you got a running back that blows out his knee, and through use of human growth hormones, he's back on the field less than a year later. I mean, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. where it's career ending, it's no longer career ending.
2: So, Well, they've making breakthroughs, you know, and improve, improve the human body is, is not a bad thing.
1: And again, as wrestling fans, look, I like my wrestlers big. I don't want to feel like I could kick the shit out of a wrestler <laughs> in a ring, right? I want to feel like that guy's going to kick the shit out of me.
0: Usually helps as a viewer. Yeah, <laughs> usually. So what gets you to Vince, if we can get back to that? What's that? What brings you to Vince McMahon the first well, time?
2: Well, work, working uh, multiple territories there was a time of territories back then. Whole, whole kind of split. I went here, there. I went to Pensacola, Florida. I went to Tennessee. I went to Louisiana. I went to Oregon for a year. I was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, started going to Japan in 1980. Um, Hulk was nice enough to hook me up that. New Japan Pro Wrestling. I learned a lot over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and bounced around more and more territory. Charlotte, uh Charlotte. Minnesota for Vernon Gagne's mm-hmm. territory. And then... Uh, I was uh, shooting on my way back home to Florida, in uh, it's like uh, eighty and eighty late, uh, middle eighty-three, uh, right when Hulk had took the belt from Sheik, and then things were exploding, you know, in, in the WWE, and, and stopped in to visit with with the guys because I I'd, I'd made a run through in seventy-eight through New York for a short time and worked a little bit for some under matches and stuff, just uh, recouping from a shoulder injury I had. So I, I, everybody knew me. I, had, I was around there, and um, but they sent me out. Hulk said, "We don't want to keep Brutus here." And back then it was Dizzy Ed. We don't want to keep Dizzy Ed here and let, let him job him out and stuff. Well, you know, I wanted to get the experience, and, and which I did. And so when I came back through, Hulk was supposed to do a program in, uh, with Big John Stud. <laughs> yeah. Seven foot tall, four hundred, and you know, That's how that was where wrestlers mean more big, you know, and Andre and Bundy and, and just endless guys yep. that were huge. And so now they had a problem. They uh Stubb was supposed to go to Austria and wrestle a guy named Otto Vance. He was a he was a big guy for Vern Gagne. Former yeah. AWA champion. Yep. Big guy. Four hundred yep uh Built like a 25 barrel.
3: pounds wow. and only
2: about six foot tall
3: mm.
2: just, why just a monster yeah he was semi-retired he's actually the mayor of Graz and the, the town Arnold is mm. from yeah and uh, so he's supposed he, he runs a tournament there every summer a lot of the wrestlers would come over stay for a month and then the finale of the tournament Vince would always send to one of his biggest guys for auto to wrestle you know and beat so he'd be you know could be crying you know he's the mayor he's the champ you know and blah blah blah. so that now they didn't have their big huge guy to send and they're like oh now what are we gonna do and then uh those folks are right send dizzy ed you know yeah. he's he's in between territories you know send him so <laughs> well, i don't know why but they said okay we will you know and Otto wasn't real happy about it at first because they're all always the guys are usually really really big you know that they send over there. The biggest thing is uh, to try to slam auto, like almost like the giant, right? Because hardly no way can get him up. And so, bam, they sent me over there, and you know, I was in shape. You know, uh, I'm six, four 260. You know, I was had a you know, 450 to 500 pound bench press, you know, squat 500, no problem. <laughs> and I uh, went over there, and and everybody warned me, Oh, big auto, he's, he's tough, you you wrestle rounds. You don't wrestle Um, uh, they have you know timeout and go to the corner and it's not like you know the real wrestling is here and uh, you know an auto was big and and, you know was really stiff so you know they they wound me up and I went out there and climbed up one side of the guy and down the other and it came time for the slam and uh, picked him right up wow and slammed him the whole building went quiet. All the mass superstars and the and the, the Bobby Duncombs and the big, all the big guys. Nobody ever picked him up and slammed him. And the smallest guy he ever wrestled picked him up and slammed him. Nobody could believe it. He couldn't believe it. His back kind of went out a little bit and uh, he was having trouble moving around after that. So next thing you know, he called for the finish. His finish is supposed to be this. It's called the steamroller, where he does like a somersault over you. Couldn't even do that. Wow. So he hooked a small package me. He just called for a small package. And then the referee, you know, one, two, three. And I jumped up and I'm running around like a wild man. And, and the crowd's going crazy. He rolled out of the ring. They put him on on a gurney, put him in an ambulance and took him to the hospital to check him out because he was complaining about his back. Turns out he was he was okay. And they brought him back. There wasn't even TV then, you know, this is 1983. There wasn't even TV. They brought him back and the newspapers, and it was all newspapers, newspapers said it was the best match they'd ever seen him have. And I was touted as the smallest and most least likely to be able to have a match with this guy. So (laughs) did it blow their minds? Mm. And he called Vince up and said, you would not do wrong to put this young man to work. So as soon as I, when I got back home, called me in, sat down, figured out the name, Brutus Beefcake. Um, Linda McMahon had uh, b- the beefcake in her mind. They were thinking something like, uh, well, you remember Ma- Baron Mike Cicluna, and I think they were thinking of something with a top hat and a thing or uh, a tuxedo jacket or something. so
1: they had you like as a Chippendales type of guy, Well, right? that
2: was. You know, that was, me. I, that was you know they, and then Hulk, being funny because he, he liked to be funny, says, "Well, what, what name? What's the first name going to him So he said, "What about, what about Popeye and Brutus? Like, like Popeye and Brutus?" And they were like, "Okay," and they're, they, I'm sitting there and this is going to be my big break. This is me in Madison Square Gardens. You make you know that's the world, the worldwide place. Everybody around the world wants to come You're to... You're calling
0: me Popeye. ...to work.
2: <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this is the worst <laughs> day of my life. Ah! <laughs> my big break. Right. I mean, I... <laughs>
3: it,
2: you can't hardly... you, you, know, you got to at least giggle or smile when just say when you say the name Brutus Beefcake. Right. You don't forget it. No. Well, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be uh, uh, horrific. And it just... And it turned out completely opposite of that. It, People, it was so outrageous. Everybody remembered it. sure Got people's attention. Yeah, and, and they then, had you
1: like every match, like going around the ring, just doing your strutting, right? And well, then you we first acted a lot, and
2: room. and you yeah. know if they said vick Flair strut this, Buddy <laughs> Rogers did a little strut, but I really did had a strut yes. that was you know it wasn't just a one step like that. Okay, I strutted. No, I strutted and strutted <laughs> and strutted, <laughs> and then then we added the cut to it. So it was the strutting and the cutting, man. And, and it all worked the clothes the Chippendale deal Hulk had a guy that made clothes for his band so he turned me on to the guy I went saw him the guy was very very smart he, he made clothes for a lot of people I think Hendrix for share all you know mm. different stuff he saw me you know and he, he went right over to the, the rack and got this, some uh, spandex stuff out and he designed uh, you know these gloves and stuff with metal and
1: well, you know, speaking of that, on. so you had that sleeve, right? That's before they started with those sleeves. Nobody You should have like that. that. You would have been rich oh, right now, you. man. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I you mean, know. people
1: use it for gardening now and everything yeah. else. You, what? You've been a rich yeah. man. <laughs> <That's good>. Listen, <laughs> I, want, I want to jump ahead. We were talking about your Hall of Fame induction, but uh, one of our favorite teams is the Dream Team. We've had Greg Valentine in studio. Um, great opportunity, uh, you being a second round Hall of Famer, a Dream Team to me is, our to us, is one of the great teams. Can you just share your thoughts on Greg Valentine and Johnny Valiant?
2: Well, Greg, you know, uh, Greg and I were friends for a long time, even before, way before I came here. Um, I used to watch his father in Florida where I grew up. I used to go to the wrestling all the time when I was a kid. Most of the wrestlers, yeah, 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 His father scared the shit out of me. scared me to death. Mm. He just... And look in his eye; he, you could tell this guy was mean, you know, just mean. And and you watched his work, and it was, you know, he just pummeled everybody, you know. And he was he was just a tough guy. So I always had a lot of respect for Greg. And then they put me and Greg together, and I think you know a lot of times they did stuff up there just like throwing shit against the wall and see what sticks. Mm. And so they put me and Greg together. Greg the Rove, you know, the classic second generation wrestler bruce became cake that that chip and Dale guy thing completely thinking yeah this is going to be blah, blah blah and we'll all get to sit back and laugh well it didn't our our styles are so different that they the opposite attracted you know my and me being out there and then having greg was being the tough you know veteran and and me the new thing and and it, it caught on it caught on like crazy. Next thing you know, they're putting the world title belts on it, yeah. on us. You know, and this is tag team matches. We're, we're really a part of the show. It's a mm-hmm. big deal. Mm-hmm. And we're running around the country selling out arenas for months. with, with, with a, the belts <laughs> for months. years. Yeah. a tag team yeah. With a tag team match on top, selling out arenas and not little ones either. You know, 20 30,000 seat arenas. Sell them out. Do a return match and bring it back and sell it out again. I mean, we did things... With those belts, that, you know, hardly had been done since, really. And I loved working with Greg. He's, you know, because he was, you know, it's a good hand, great knowledge of the business. I, you know, learned a lot from him, and 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 it gave me a, a good guideline because, you know, I I would I'm not gonna be pummeled and beat up out there and Greg's definitely not going to be pummeled and beat up out there. So we just pummeled and beat up everybody. Right. <laughs> and we had a lot of guys didn't really like it. So the killer bees, the <laughs> oh, rougeos, God. these guys, that guys. I mean, but we, it, it really helped me as my turn to babyface because we really got, gained great respect as bad guys. We became the bad guys that people actually liked. Yeah. It was, that, began that generation where people started to liking the bad guys. We have more fights in, in, the, in the stands on our shows from the people cheering for us mm-hmm. and the people booing us. And I mean, they either liked us or they hated us bad. And we'd have to stop the matches all the time because people would be out there fighting
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and security had to break them up. And we'd, run up, we'd run up, be outside the ring and then as soon as the security got things calmed down, we'd get back up in the ring and start <laughs> wrestling again. <laughs>
1: Well, speaking of bad guys, so WrestleMania 2, right? Uh, I was there at the Nassau Coliseum in New York. It was for Piper, Mr. T. Mm. They had that closed circuit round. and If I remember properly, they closed out New York in Chicago where you closed out against the British Bulldogs, Mm -hmm. the dream team against British Bulldogs. Uh, Thoughts on Dynamite Kid. Was he the bully that the Dirt Sheets talked about? Was Mm. he as bad as they say he was?
2: Bad how? You know,
1: being rough with the gags, you know,
2: I mean, whether it's true or false, yeah. well, he
1: had a rep of being very harsh to certain yes. people. Is there, is there, <laughs> is there the
0: any point? validity to it? Absolutely he was. Uh, okay, okay.
2: Um, I first sure met enough. Dynamite in um, Japan. And he had that more Japanese-style uh, way of working. Mm-hmm. You know, And uh, Davey Boyk, you know, uh, had that more, like, British-style of working. And they put those guys with us. We had to retrain them. Interesting. How to okay. have a match... American style with some psychology into it. It's telling a story out there that the people can understand and, and involving bringing the people into the match. Letting them feel like they are part of it. That's one of the biggest things that's missing from this whole thing now. They, they're they not, the people just aren't connecting. They're out there cheering and they like to watch high flying double, f- triple indies and everything and a lot of the, the timing of it, nothing means anything.
1: Could I say that you're not a fan of today's wrestling?
2: <laughs> well, I love the guys, and I, the God bless them all. Right. You know, they work Does their, it feel like a spot, fest,
1: a spot fest to
0: Brutus just, the Barber? Yeah,
2: it's just completely different. There's not a Go lot on. of wrestling in the wrestling show. And I mean, no storylines. And, and, but just no story. You yeah. know, <laughs> we went on the old oldest story of all. Good Versus evil, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good guys. Now it's it's everybody's in a gray area. You're a good guy today, a bad guy tomorrow. Next week you're bad. People can't distinguish that. Were you, you given know?
0: freedom to do promos on your own back in the day, or were they written for you? Because nowadays oh, you can
2: see them. There reading was off nothing the written out. There was no rehearsals for any matches. There was no practice. You had freedom. There was no, not even really a lot of talking going on. We went, you know, we knew what to do. It's like a baseball player. He Knows how to play baseball. You send him out in the field. He doesn't have to go, mm-hmm. rehearse fifty thousand things. He he practices. Yeah, he goes batting and does his fielding. As as you know, we do our weightlifting and stretching and things we need to do to be prepared. You know the same thing. You know, I, I, I go out and have matches, tremendous matches. Never saying a word to the other guy. And you, know, you know, for you know, people say, oh, it's fake and it's all planned and it's all. I said, might be now. But I mean, because they got script writers and they yeah. tell them how to every move to have in a match and everything to say. We they had a room for, and guys, we stayed all day for sometimes two days. And because they approached markets separately, they didn't just do a general and sent it out everywhere. We were going into Buffalo, New York, we did a promo for Buffalo, New York. If we're going into San Diego, we did one for San Diego. Mm-hmm. We stayed in there for hours, and we are all, all the guys were. Professionals And, so you know, they they had their their gimmick, their personas. Their, they knew who they were and what they were and how to bring it out. And, right. and our announcers, me, Gene, and the people we had really knew how to. They
1: could
0: enhance it. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Take yep. advantage of it. they yep. We wouldn't just have some guy stand there. Okay, uh, I have uh, Joe <laughs> Blow here. Yeah. <and>, uh, <laughs> You know, just uh, you know, which yeah. you've seen. I know you've seen. Oh if, yeah. If you watch some of the, oh, the yeah. things. You know, the guy trying to use hot shit. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Joe Bow and you know, okay, but here, okay here's a wrestler. You know, and well,
1: part of the problem too, you see, they're trying to read the script in their mind what they were supposed yeah. to say, and it, it's like it causes yep. a lot of problems. Yep. So it's just like, do you? Think? It feels fake, plastic. You
2: can tell it when guys aren't saying genuine. what they say, yes. what would yeah. be saying. You know, you, you hear a guy talking and going like, "This words coming out of his mouth, but that ain't him saying it." Yeah. Right. You yep. know, and so it made, it made a it made a big difference.
0: Brutus, but, I got I got to ask you as fans. Because we were disappointed at the end of the uh, Dream Team. Were you disappointed at all that the team was reduced to, you know, mid-card kind of before the split and everything? Because this was a bummer for us. Uh, Any thoughts on when that was happening?
2: Big time. Uh, <laughs> George Scott was one of the bookers that were booking at that. And he, he was really one of Greg's real good friends. And for some reason, I guess, I don't know, They were maybe it was our own fault we weren't hmm. complying with maybe what's all, all their wishes well which were what i don't know <laughs> i don't ways, know <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We, but we, we 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 were who we were and right. like i said we, we we beat the shit out of people out there we had mad good matches you couldn't see through our matches all our moves you know not, not all the spectacular stuff but everything so solid yeah in the ring that you know it was just very convincing. You the, the, know?
1: the only thing I'll say about you guys is I wish you guys would have coordinated your gear a little better because you stayed in the Brutus Beefcake character and Valentine stayed in the Valentine character. I was always like, could they just put yeah, some they, matching outfits? But if they came out looking yeah. like the Killer Bees, no, I would have yeah. gotten yeah. nauseous. You know,
2: that's a no, that's the whole thing. We didn't, like no. didn't want to look like the, the Bopsy twins. No, you know? absolutely not. Because we were two. You were very
0: different. You know, we were. <laughs> I think that's what made you guys very we, original King in King
2: Kong way. and Godzilla. Right. You know, yeah. like,
0: you know, How much did Valentine's physicality rub off on you for the rest oh, of your it, career? Well, it, you, you know. The people left and right uh, after that. Well,
2: not so much, <laughs> I mean, I, I never heard anybody in the ring, but okay. there was always, you know, you have <laughs> always to, a good thing. You have to remember, you you know, you got to work with the same guys a lot of times every night of the sure. week, and you, sure, and all year round and sure. stuff. If you get rid of your opponent, you might really. Be doing yourself a real big disservice. You're hurting your opponent because next thing you know, Logical. you'll be wound up at the bottom of the card yeah, because right. yep. the, the, all the plans that were laid for you are over get pulled off the board. Yep. And now, you, how are you going to get back up there? Mm. So, very important. David, to,
1: David David San Martino was in studio about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously you worked WrestleMania one with him. Why didn't David work out? In your opinion
2: as a wrestler he didn't really want to be a wrestler I don't think his his really? father he, he everybody expected him to be a wrestler because his father and uh, you think he felt the pressure oh yeah and he, he just wasn't his stature I mean he a decent build on him and mm-hmm. everything and he was athletic or anything, but he, mentally didn't he wasn't I don't think he, he wasn't strong enough to, to to do what we had to do back then and
1: you don't have to answer this question uh, but I always ask what was your WrestleMania one
2: payoff? Ooh, I probably remember, but it wasn't big.
0: It wasn't. Wasn't big. No. We damn. Here we go again. That's disappointing. <laughs> Could you buy mind. a car with it? <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> Hot <laughs> Wheels.
2: Oh my <laughs> God! Holy Matchbox Batman! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bouncing to WrestleMania three. No, they, they, they were def- they were good to me and everything. I, honestly, I don't. Did you get a motorcycle ours, at least?
1: Motorcycle?
2: Hot Ooh, Wheels? Not really. Ooh. I'm gonna not bounce your right. WrestleMania
1: three. You make the face turn. You mm. cut Adrian Adonis's hair. We've had a lot of guys in here. Was Adonis a dick?
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I I met him when I first went through the, the territory, Ganya's territory. Met him and Jesse Ventura and all right. and all that stuff. And I knew him, because, and we also worked in Japan together. So he he was just obnoxious. He was, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, his he didn't his hygiene was horrible. Oh you know, no. His, he dressed like a pig. He looked like a pig. Ugh. He acted like a pig. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, this is, don't yeah, hold back. You're blocking. You're <laughs> blocking. Oh but, my god! But you know, some, there was actually sometimes he was a, a good guy and fun and a thing. But he just he he, he also liked to screw with people. Like you said, he to my kid. And then he, he messed with Danny Spivey once. I know you've heard about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. He was teamed up with Dick Murdoch for a while. Yeah. You know, oh, Dick yeah. Murdoch, Southern guy, was. Friend of Johnny Valentine's probably that school, super old school. You know, thought us long hairs. You know, didn't belong in the business. He was in uh, Adrian's ear a lot, and um, Adrian and I were supposed to work after WrestleMania. Supposed to. Uh, he completely poisoned Adrian, and uh, so Adrian quit after WrestleMania three walked out. So that's the reason why Adonis left. I thought he yes. was fired. Oh, no, wow, I did not know that. He, what, even, well, what, he wasn't going to work with me. Which would, he was supposed to work with me, but there's no way he was going to work with me. Murdoch had totally screwed his head up. In, in, uh, like, what's with long hairs in wrestling? What's, uh, what's that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. What, what is that? Know
0: that? That's nonsense. S- yeah.
1: Sticking to Go WrestleMania 3, Hogan Andre, that big man event. Mm. Got an Andre story for us?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: you haven't read my book then, right? <laughs>
3: Yeah. I have, but we want you to share the audience.
2: Trying to think of a got a good fart, oh, okay. fart story. Maybe well, yeah, this oh, is this oh, is geez. a pretty good,
3: pretty, <laughs> pretty good do Andre
2: them. story. You <laughs> uh, remember a guy named Playboy Buddy Rose? Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. love him. Yes. yes, yes. Looked a lot like Adrian Adonis. chubby. I mean, Adrian had <laughs> a weird end, looking yeah. body, but the guy athletically, he he did Great. things in the ring you never expect. Great. Buddy was that same kind of same guy. Great. He threw he threw a good punch. He knew how to manipulate the the promoter up there, uh, Don Owen, and and do his thing and fly in the Pacific around Northwest, it. right, Don, Yeah. Buddy uh, Rose
0: could sell a bump, man, Whoa. big time.
2: And Buddy was a, a jokester too. And Andre would come in usually once a year, uh, sometimes twice a year for a big show. We'd have a big battle royal. Uh, I think we were in Olympia, in, uh, in Washington. Man, everybody's there. We're we're in the dressing room. Andre, you know, loved playing cards. He had Cribs board and he set up, and he's in there playing. And uh, Buddy comes walking in. He's in, kind of sneaking around. And next thing you know, he comes out of the out of the bathroom part of the locker room with a turd about like. Big as a big size hot dog, and about twelve inches long. I mean, I, I 7-Eleven Big Bite. Oh on. <laughs> it, it, it didn't even look real. It was just <laughs> big. Oh my god! <laughs> it didn't even
0: look real. I am going to black <laughs> out. Oh my
2: and, god! Uh, he's I... he's coming, and, and, and guys are looking at him, and they're seeing, the, and the next, and they're they're starting to back <laughs> up and peel off, <laughs> and, he, and, and, and he comes <laughs> walking over to the table uh. where Andres. Playing, you know, <laughs> sipping a nice glass of wine and, and playing cribbage, enjoying his game, and oh boy, brings that turd over and puts it in front of Andre. And Andre says, Oh, boss, better get that out of my fucking." House. <laughs> You're gonna wind up eating it. <laughs> and Buddy, you know, he was dancing around and then he was celebrating with the turd and everything and everybody's running for the <laughs> Sorry. Steam going <laughs> off that turd? <laughs> hey. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <sighs> things calmed down. Came time, we went in the ring, we got in the battle royal.
0: I love buddy. Everybody's in more. the ring. Andre, oh, yeah. you know,
2: they, as usual, they announce him last. He comes walking and steps over the top rope, oh, and you know, everybody starts doing their thing. And next thing you know, oh. Andre pins Buddy into into the corner, <laughs> and then uh, you know, turns around and gives him that his famous move was sure. That andre's ass had to be that that <laughs> wide and uh, that uh, thick i mean sure. it, just his ass weighed 200 pounds it's a, it's a giant ass you know and, and he gave him the big ass you know that buddy was kind of limp and then he brought him out to the to the center of the ring and he was face down and he just kind of fell on top of him oh, yeah. and andre thumb that, that may not even be big enough was his hands, you know, fingers were just took that thumb and shoved it right up Buddy's ass. Oh shit! Oh, Buddy uh, Rose was squealing uh, like uh, a little girl, like a uh, little thing. And oh, that's like a colonoscopy in the, the ring. Boys, pretty much. And all the boys are all grabbing each other, trying <laughs> trying to beat their hands uh, across their face. <laughs> so the people outside the ring couldn't see us. Outside the ring couldn't see us all laughing. <laughs> Any squeal. chance
0: that was this match is on videotape anywhere? Uh, I'd love to see this. Yeah, I would well, Hit the high note.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, Needless yeah. need to say, Buddy Rose probably never played a shit joke. No,
2: of else again. not
0: on Andre, anyway. <laughs> hey, can we go back to your red-hot feud at the time with the Intercontinental champ Honky Tonk Man? What I found interesting was, is you were injured before your match at the first SummerSlam, allowing this push for Warrior, obviously, so we really want to know, was the injury, was it... Was it a work? Or were you supposed to become intercontinental Champ, but Warrior was so red hot that they decided to put the belt on him? What was the story good behind question, that? Good question. I'm curious, Warrior. yeah. You seen beeline for to get Honky's belt. Warrior
3: what happened?
2: Warrior red hot. I, I would have to, i disagree with that. I, okay. Uh, no, well, Warrior was... Certainly a, rising. Definitely right? a champion in his own mind. And okay. I was going to get the belt. There's no question about it. They okay. We've been working for a year for right. this. Yeah. So what happened? Andre, I mean, a Warrior, went to Vince really? and, um, you know, said he's going to quit, whatever, do a tantrum. And so they had to change the whole card. Put me with Ron Bass, had him wow, gig me with the cowbell and blah, blah, blah. And then Honky, that- and, and it was a big screw job, not only on me, mm-hmm. but on Honky too, because I me and Honky has been working this program. And so we're going to be... Continue this for months. It's going to mean a lot of money. It's our main, it's main event money for both of us. So it, that that cost me a lot of money, um, and it, it just you know. Did was, you have really, any words
0: was, with Vince about it? Did you have any words with Warrior really about wasn't it?
2: Not much to say, you know. I it, it wouldn't be
0: wise, you know. How about I, Warrior? Did you go to him and be like, "What the frig, bro?" That nah, wouldn't wouldn't
2: have Waste of time Waste at that I time. Understand? Vince was into his head, and he was. Just How was he that? was out there. You know, yeah. when he first came in, he was dang, he was trying, he thought he was one of the boys. And then by that time he was now the warrior. He changed his name on his license to the warrior. And you, Why,
1: you haven't changed your license to Brutus Beefcake?
2: <laughs> you're not beef you're, your birth certificate doesn't say beefcake? I'm very
1: confused. I'm not sure. Well, I didn't know that. That's a great story. Holy cow. Yeah. Uh SummerSlam eighty nine. Uh you worked with Zeus and Savage. I want to bounce, what was your relationship with Savage, and was it true, all these stories about Savage locking Elizabeth away? Absolutely. Really? Really now.
2: Yeah, Yeah, he was so protective of her. He was... TV dinners and all? Oh, everything. Oh, my God. TV dinners in the the freezer, and the only thing, locking her in. Yeah, he was... Randy was all over the place, I don't know what what, what the term would be for it, bipolar? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. one minute, you know, great. The next minute, phew, gone. Gee, what, what know, that's I, like? I liked Randy. I had, I worked with him a lot. <laughs> we had tremendous matches, but it wasn't it wasn't easy. You know, you really had to. Sometimes overlook of, a lot. Degree
0: of difficulty working with Randy for you in the ring?
2: Easy? Hard? I wouldn't say hard. It, it was easy. We always had good matches. I had I had to actually fill in for Hulk. One time he got he got actually got hurt or something and. Was out for like a week, and I had her and was slated to wrestle wrestling Randy all over in Indianapolis and Hoosier Dome, thirty five thousand people. I had to step in and wrestle for Hulk, and they didn't have a single person to demand their money back. Mm. And the the, rating, the people said that it was it was a tremendous tremendous match we had together. So we, we you know, but Randy's like you, from one day to the next, you never uh, where are you going to be with him. I almost got in a fight with him probably three or four or five times. Mm you know if he wanted to fight we would have fought but he always i think he figured out what's going to work out for him right right you know and uh so he you know he he stayed away from it but
0: gotta ask you about this one because i just watched this last night you were the first wrestler to pin mr perfect this was huge bro Mm -hmm. i remember this was a big deal i wanted to get your thoughts on the, the great great late kurt hennig
2: Kurt was a great friend. Kurt, uh, when I was in Oregon in my early years, Kurt came to Oregon with his dad, like the Accenting, to break in. And I actually had one of Kurt's first matches with him in one of the towns there, Eugene, Oregon, or something. And and Kurt, uh, we're good friends. He's a Minnesota boy. There was a whole lot of guys that were on our crew then that were from that Minnesota area. Uh-huh. Rick who was the Road Warriors sure. was, but, uh, quite a few, quite a few guys. But Kurt, Kurt really had a knack just was born for this yeah you know his 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 demeanor his speech his athletic ability was amazing off the chain amazing and so when when he and i got together it was it was just it was magic we we didn't have to you know after we had like one or two matches and, and got to you know see how each other did our moves and everything we didn't have to talk we we'd go out and do twenty min- twenty minutes, no problem. People would be standing on the chairs, screaming the whole time, and, and it, it was fun. That was, that was actually fun, and because you know we work in the crowd, man, the thing, and just with the, you could hear the crowd. You know. You could, I'm making the comeback, and they're going crazy. And then something happens. Boom! He, he turns it around, and then it's boom! Blah, the crowds, yelling and dang. And then something. Boom! He does that triple Lindy and flies over the top rope and mm-hmm. to the floor. And then boom! There comes the crowd again. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it was just back we, we when a high make, spot meant something. We could manipulate the crowd oh. so easily, and, and, and it, that it, it's something you know you don't you ever see anymore.
1: Well, earlier you were talking about all, all the friends you lost. Did you know Kurt had the the issues he was having.
2: No, he's messing with Oxycontin. I think that was his undoing, which it, it's done, it's been the undoing of, of many lot. people. I mean, yeah. Chris uh, Kurt's favorite thing was gargling Jack Daniels. Mm. You know, come to the bar, get a gargling? Gargle to get the shot. I mean for real. Okay. You know, and he'd get people to do it, they'd be throwing up all over <laughs> the place. <Funny. laughs> and then the garbage can and stuff. And, and and Kurt was a bit of a trickster too and he and he loved, you know, watching, you know, people who thought they were, you know, bad, you know, puke and shit, you know, from that. And uh he was caught up in like a lot of us, you know, a lot of the guys were, you know, when you're on the road, day after day after day, you're away from your families and you're looking for something else to do. And, you know, and then the, the drugs and alcohol got got the better of them. Mm-hmm. And...
0: Mm. Mm. How about the uh, issue with Lanny, cutting the hair?
2: Was there, <laughs> was there uh, some heat going on there? Well, I mean, Lanny and I since have become better friends. I mean... Mm. Uh, okay. Another uh, Pat Patterson story, like you know, he was the oh, one Monty. that actually gave me the the barber name. and yeah. uh, It was more or less a joke on me, and it, you know, turned a frown into a smile. Mm. And you know, and um, they didn't tell Lanny before we went out on the, Uh-oh. you know, WrestleMania match. By the that way, he's going to get his haircut. By the so, way, because Kurt and I are just you know we're getting ready to work a big program so this you i can't cut his hair then yeah. if by the time we get work the big program and we were going to have to do with the belts it was going to be an ongoing thing for a while and if there was a haircut then happening that's when it would happen it was too soon for it so you know you do the next best thing cut the manager's hair So <laughs> they didn't tell him so kurt and i have our mask name boom next thing you know Lanny bails out of the ring starts heading back to the locker i'm like I didn't know that they didn't tell him. I just know what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know right. what yeah. I want to do because, you know, make the people happy, get the match over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to run down the hallway and grab him, and now he's really resisting.
3: <laughs>
2: but fortunately, my I'm a little stronger than him, yeah, and I, yeah. I'm forced my will on him. And, <laughs> oh my god! And Bulldog Deb dragged him back to the ring and trying to get him. And get him back up to the ring and he was starting to run out the other side and then finally corralled them. and, you know. So
1: this is the first time must- you, ever, you ever cut his hair? Like, you, like usually when you lead up these WrestleMania moments, you, you practice it on the crowd and house shows for a while, see what kind of reaction you get. How do you, you practice get. cutting someone's hair off?
2: No. no they have I mean, to grow it back? It didn't need to be any practice. <laughs> I don't, I might have give him a clip, a little, a little clip okay, in a yeah. house show or there something, just right. A, right. a little snip or something and snip it in a house show or something, but this is going to be more uh, more of a haircut. I was going to take care of him When I am going to just cut the front out of his hair like I did a lot of people. (laughs) So you had to shave your head. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, we got about five minutes or so. I want to hear one more question. I want to bring in the promoter at ESS, tell you where you're going next. Um, The barbershop with Shawn Michaels, Marty Gennetti. One of the biggest moments in wrestling history. Thoughts on that? The whole... uh...
2: Uh, well, the, the we're Rockers were, you know, were a good little team. Greg and I had to bring those guys up to speed, too. You know, we worked, up, worked with them. They were young, up and young kids. I, I don't, Marty was a really good hand, I, and I liked Marty, and I, I kind of hated to see the way it went where Marty really got just left by the wayside. Sean, you know, was in the right place. Did very, you think very... Sean
1: was a better wrestler and performer? Or what were your no. thoughts?
2: I thought Marty was interesting but Sean was a shrewder and smarter business guy I got the wink I got it and he took advantage. When you mean Shrewd, or did he like go in the back with Pat Patterson well, to like kind of things out? I don't know. Sean, he, he might have. I don't know what the he might have had a plan so already. You know th- that this was part of the, enacting the plan there to split them apart and everything. Was Marty really fell fell by the wayside and was you know, hardly ever really heard from again? And then right. that was the beginning of Sean's you know rise, rise, yeah. and rise, and rise, and rise, oh, and yeah. rise to be the world champion and. and you know, the heartbreak kid and, you know, super, super duper career. I, d- I hated to see it go that way. I mean, Marty deserved, I thought Marty deserved better. Yeah. I thought he, he still could have been, uh, you know, a middle to upper card guy and and a teacher and help guys and stuff. Now, and do you think life. Marty's
1: problems that he's having now are because maybe he's looking at his career and feels like, you know, he, he was snaked. He's got to be depressed like that. somewhat for uh, it.
2: I would have to say I would be depressed. You Rockers know, belong in the Hall of Fame? The Rockers in the Hall of Fame? I Not would before say. the Dream well,
0: yeah, yeah. well, we know uh, that, it's, obviously. That, it's but a hard call. What do you think? Borderline? Yeah. What yeah you know. Okay. Okay.
1: Brutus, I want to thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Great stories, (laughs) great stories. At the the chair is uh, Eric from ESS Promotion. Eric, where are you going to be with Brutus? So the
3: final leg of our tour today, or this weekend, is the Wrestling Universe in uh, Queens, New York, 3429 Francis Lewis Mm -hmm. Boulevard. And uh, Brutus will be there along with Sergeant Slaughter, Demolition, and Bob Backlund. So we're going to have some fun up there at the Wrestling Universe. Always a good time. At the Wrestling Universe, and then uh, coming coming up, we got a we got a big weekend coming up. uh, You know, about two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, Buff Bagwell will be in studio. Uh, The big event. You got the JJ McGuire's there. I got the Buff Bagwell, the Patriot, Del Wilkes doom ron simmons butch reed nice. too cold scorpio nice. uh, disco inferno so nice. i guess i got a loaded i got a loaded weekend a lot of interesting stuff's gonna happen stars and stripes reunion incredible. um uh buff bagwell and, uh, scorpio. and scorpio you, you know the, the the supposed heat and they're gonna be together you for the first time and, and they were uh, yeah working on that i okay. got the mr e my my uh, my head of security might have to come down for <laughs> that one e. mr, mr. E? oh yeah he's a, he's a legit Who's he's, he's a legit professional bodyguard from New York, that like sometimes does the wrestling, but deals with the music people, okay, and, uh, okay. and and he's no joke. The guy, all right, all right. the guy is legit, a legit bodyguard. Nice. I mean, like nice. legit, not no 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 phony baloney. I mean, the guy, the guy, the guy's the real deal. I always brought him around when I had Sheik in town, when I had like high level things that I right. needed, to, you know, mess, you know, tight security with. He mm-hmm. was there to. Keep the riffraff away so right. it was, uh, well he brings oh. his
0: shears so you don't have to worry about yeah. anything man.
1: brutus <laughs> one last question before we cut out i was just thinking about this you came to the wwe during a very large transition time I- i'm assuming you were a wrestling fan being in the business when you come to the wwe at that point and Backlund's there and san martino mm-hmm. are you kind of marking out or are you like holy cow i'm working with icons in the business or was it like just business as usual
2: no, it was it was a remarkable thing. I was at the actual first Shea Stadium show, first and only Shea Stadium show. I was there, and so in the back in the background. So yeah, I worked a lot with Bruno. You know, Larry Zabisco, very good friend of mine. Was down in Florida, mm-hmm. see him all the time. We're good friends. Um, and Bobby Backlund, same thing. Uh, you know, I used to watch him. You know, in the gym in Florida, he loved working out down in Florida, Harry Smith's gym where wow. all the wrestlers worked out and stuff. So I definitely marked out a little bit. You know, and stuff. But then it was. It was really cool to be able to you know to work with them and be and and like Bruno uh, you, you could hardly know what you can expect from him you know because Bruno was always the didn't didn't like the the bodybuilder types you know was the old school and mm-hmm. stuff and but when I worked with Bruno it was an, it was a night off he was super you know and I I, I made him look great he made me look great. He yeah, did a lot I,
1: of main to right? the San Martino and the Sun against you. In I Valley, wrestled right? him
2: in yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. His hometown, yeah, and beat him in right in the middle of the ring, and, <laughs> and, and he was a total gentleman, and, wow. and you know, great, have uh, a great respect for him, always have, and and it was nice to see it being reciprocal. So I've seen a lot of instances where things like that didn't happen, yeah, and you know, that's brutal. Guys were very that's awesome, bitter yeah. about having a relationship, uh, having to do you know,
3: tit for tat there or
2: whatever.
1: Right, Eric, were you going to be with Brutus?
3: Uh, so once again, it's the uh, Wrestling Universe, uh, uh, Flushing, Queens, New York, uh, 3429 Francis Lewis Boulevard, and we'll be there from one to three. And for everybody to stay abreast of everything ESS with all the different talents and stuff that's coming in, www.ess promotions.com and just remember business and success end in
1: e s s And that being said this has been
3: brutusbeefcake.com baby get the book that's That's right right. we almost forgot get the book buy the book cutting and strutting it's great great stories in there (laughs) com. sorry with that
1: that being said this has been a special edition want to thank brutus the barber beefcake hall of famer Icon, We're going to see him next as a Hall of Fame with the Dream Team. Yeah. Catch us every Thursday from 8.05 to 9 p.m. here only on Village Connection Radio. And uh, catch us on television every Tuesday from 8.30 to 9 p.m. Uh, so if you don't have enough of that, so, and Brutus will be a star on that show too. That's so right. once again, I want to thank you everybody for joining. This is Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. Have a great day.
0: Later.